Here's another scientific marker for this year, just ending. How young women in research here have emulated the Matildas, bucking the trend and producing work of importance and high quality. Meet another superstar of STEM. I'm Karen Liversey. I'm a senior lecturer of physics at the University of Newcastle. And if I had seen you in Newcastle, what would you have told me? I would have told you about very, very small magnets and how they can be used for a wide range of applications. How small? We're talking nanometer scale, and to put that into some sort of context, there may be only 100 atoms across. Very, very small. We cannot see them with our naked eye. That's in Michelle Simmons' territory. She talks about single atoms, isn't she? Yeah, she's even smaller, isn't she? <laughs> do you look down microscopes to see them? How do you actually manipulate such things? Yeah. Well, firstly, I'm a theoretical physicist, so I manipulate nothing except for equations. So I make predictions about about these materials but my colleagues working across the world they can see them using very fancy electron microscopes they can also do neutron scattering experiments to see them and even if we can't see them we can actually do experiments to measure how magnetic they are so we know they're there even when we can't see them so you can get neutrons which are big heavy things, use them as bullets just to shake up the scene and get a view of what's going on at the level you just described. Yes, exactly. Electrons and neutrons can be used to take pictures of things when light is just not good enough. So traditional light microscopes don't have the resolution to see these tiny nanoparticles, nanoobjects. Have you got any little magnets you're putting to use already? Well, again, I have none. <laughs> no, I know, but your colleagues who are following your instructions. Yes. yes, yes. So they're used in a lot of applications at the moment. For example, in biomedicine, they can be used as a type of MRI contrast agent. They have some advantages and disadvantages over what we traditionally use for MRI. They're also used for drug delivery and also treating cancer are by heating up tumours. How do you do that? Mm, so what you do is you inject the tiny magnets into a tumour site and then you apply an oscillating electromagnetic wave, which is very easy for us to do. They're all around us. You apply it at just the right frequency so that these little magnets try to follow the electromagnetic wave. So they're wiggling up and down. I'm miming, which is completely useless for radio. But <laughs> no, I, I can translate the movement. Yes, yes. So they're going up, they're going down, they're wiggling as they follow the field. And that wiggle on the microscopic scale corresponds to heat. So that's how these tiny magnets can produce heat and we only need to heat up cancerous cells by a couple of degrees Celsius in order to start triggering cell death. Most scientists of course, and this is my last question, uh, work by doing the experiments and looking to see what happens next. You look at the screen or your piece of paper to work out. How do you actually get some idea of what's going to eventuate just mm. through theory? Yeah, the mathematical equations I look at tell me what we should see, give me a feeling for what an experiment should see. Now, it works both ways. Sometimes I make a prediction and I ask colleagues to go and measure it and see if it's true. Other times they bring me data and go, we don't understand what's going on. Can you build a theory so that we can understand what's going on? So it works both ways. And Ever been stumped? Oh, yes. Sometimes you get stumped for years. 
but then the joy of finally overcoming a hurdle and having some coherent story to explain data, that, that is joyous. <laughs> oh, so joyous, Dr Karen Liversley, lectures in physics at the University of Newcastle, New South Wales. Big microscopes to see tiny atoms.